0: Meriwether Lewis first described them in the Clearwater drainage west of Lolo Pass. Some people call them gophers, but they really aren't gophers. The Columbian ground squirrel is very common in western Montana. Glacier Park is loaded with them in subalpine and alpine meadows. Join us on the Nature Journal today to learn all about this common animal that many people misidentify. Hi, and welcome to the FVCC Nature Journal, a podcast for everyone who loves nature. We are coming to you from the beautiful campus of Flathead Valley Community College at the foot of the Swan Mountain Range in northwest Montana. I'm John Fraley, longtime instructor in wildlife conservation here at the college, and I also served 40 years with Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. Our producer is Colin Burkhart, and thanks to Morgan Ray, the library director, for offering the library as our podcast home. Well, the Columbian ground squirrel, which is Eurocetellus columbianus, it's a species of rodent common in the central regions of Canada and the northwest US. And it's the second largest member of this genus, which is part of that tribe of marmots, chipmunks, prairie dogs. It's definitely not a gopher, though,
1: as people often return to them, right? They act in the way that a lot of people think gophers do, right? Because they always do that that thing where they pop up out of the ground and they're looking for predators and they make the, <laughs> the squeaking noise or the chirping noise or whatever.
0: Yeah, well, if you look at if you watch Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. they've kind of contributed to this misnomer because that, the gophers in Caddyshack, they do all the things ground squirrels. They come up and they dance and all kinds of things <laughs> up above the, above the soil. But, but gophers are a different family, and they remain underground almost the whole time. And they have real tiny eyes, and they eat the roots of the plants. They have very limited vision. They're smaller, and they spend much of their daylight, they spend all of their life almost underground. They make those mounds that you see. And for Colombian ground squirrels, the most common activity, believe it or not, above ground is standing at attention. So if you look at one of their little colonies, they're like standing up there with their little paws hanging down, just kind of looking over the colony and looking around, like as you said, for predators. And they reside in this mountainous terrain, but usually in meadows within that terrain, and then the high plains of northern latitudes. And they, get this, they hibernate eight or nine months of the year. So they're only above ground for a few months the rest of their entire life is hibernation. And I've oh. talked to people that have studied them and it's a true hibernation and deep hibernation. You can, you can get one of them out of their burrow and, and hold them like by the, by the neck and shake them. And they just, won't. they just, they don't, they don't come out of it. They're in very deep hibernation and they, and they are emaciated when they emerge in the spring because they've been in there so long. Think of that eight or nine months without any food and just burning up their, their reserves. And it, they came to the attention of the scientific community through writings produced by Lewis and Clark. And you said you've been reading
1: some of that. I didn't read a lot of it. I read that they had encountered it in, when they passed through Idaho, which is after coming through Lolo Pass. But mm-hmm. I didn't read all of what they actually wrote. So but you're exactly right. They, they encountered it in the
0: Clearwater drainage. They were heading to try to get over Lolo Pass on the way back. And they were stuck there because of all the snow. But the Columbian ground squirrels were out, and that would have been in May. And so what Lewis and Clark did, Lewis would send out groups of hunters to get food for the expedition. He had instructed them that if you see any animal that's different, any unusual animal, bring it to me because I'm trying to, I've been ordered by Jefferson to, you know, to describe all the new animals we see. So one of the hunters on the expedition for that, for that particular day over there in the Clearwater, his name was Francois Labiche. Mm. And he brought in a Colombian ground squirrel on one of his forays and, and Again, Lewis had instructed them to do that, so he was very pleased with that. And the Corps was bivouacked, as I said, at Camp Chapanish, which is across the Clearwater River, from the regular winter home of the Nez Pierce. They never mentioned whether the Nez Pierce eat ground squirrels or not, but I would bet they did. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a source of protein. How big are they? Oh, they? Well, they can be up to a pound. They're wow. pretty good size ground. They're pretty good size. So four days after Labise brought this one in, Meriwether Lewis penned his one of, this is one of his longest and most meticulous descriptions of any small (laughs) mammal. I'm just going to read parts of it because it's so cute. So Lewis says, there is also a species of squirrel, evidently distinct, which we have denominated the burrowing squirrel. He inhabits these plains and somewhat resembles those found on the Missouri. Those would be the prairie dogs. Mm -hmm. He measures one foot and five inches in length, of which the tail comprises two and a half inches only. The neck and legs are short. The ears are likewise short. They're obtusely pointed and lie close to the head with the aperture larger than will generally be found among burrowing animals. The eyes are of a moderate size. The pupil is black. The iris of a dark, sooty brown. Whiskers are full, long, and black. The teeth, indeed the whole contour, resembled those of the squirrel. So you can see he's very meticulous. People said, well, Lewis and Clark expedition should have brought along a naturalist. Well, Lewis was a terrific naturalist. They were. They yeah. were the naturalists. Yeah. That was why they were They were, for... but they weren't professionally trained as naturalists, although Lewis yeah. did train quite a bit in Washington before he left. But the the point is he was an incredibly good descriptor of of fauna and flora. I mean,
1: he could tell the difference between a prairie dog and a, and a, and and a ground squirrel, so he must that's right. be... Above the, above the amateur.
0: Yeah, think of that. Think of that. And, and then the rest of it, I took out a lot of the stuff about coloration because it was too long. But listen to the last part here when he uses his military terms to describe <laughs> what they do. Wait till, These animals form in large companies like those on the Missouri occupying their burrows, sometimes 200 acres of land. The burrows are separate and each possesses perhaps 10 or 12 of these inhabitants. There's a little mound in front of the hole formed on the earth thrown out of the burrow. And frequently there are three or four distinct holes forming one burrow. But these entrances are on the base of the little mound. Look at this. He really studied these things. And how, how he ever had time, I don't know. These mounds, sometimes about two feet in height and four in diameter, are occupied as watchtowers by the inhabitants of these little communities. When anyone approaches, they make a swill, whistling sound, somewhat resembling a tweet, 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 the signal for the party to take the alarm and retire into their entrenchments. <laughs> <laughs> they feed on grass and roots, etc. So, Columbia ground squirrels then are a very interesting animal. Noticed, you know, even as far back as Lewis and Clark, and they, as we were just saying, they actually hibernate nine months, around eight or nine months of the year. And each sex and age hibernates at a little different depth and a little different time of the, uh, you know, a little different length of their hibernation. And where they hibernate is called a hibernaculum. They raise one litter a year, and they're born naked, blind, and toothless. And after five to six days, they double their weight. And they, the adults excavates about 10 or 20 pounds of soil per year. And, it, you know, just what a fascinating description that Lewis wrote about, <laughs> about how he looked at it almost like they were a military group, you know. <laughs> because the expedition, that's what it really was. And so he was taking his oh, yeah. description onto those animals. And so they eat a lot of grain and seeds when they're done feeding on grasses. And by the end of the year, they appear enormously fat. So the examination of stomach contents from a group of 43 squirrels revealed vegetable matter in all cases some insect remains and other mammal traces. Now, have you ever noticed though that sometimes that they'll cannibalize their own kind? I read
1: I read a little bit that they that they allegedly did that. I don't know if that was <laughs> legitimate or if that was
0: Well, you see a lot of them dead on the road when they try to cross the road. You know, you'll see some of them dead on the road and those are the ones it seems like that the other members of the the colony will cannibalize. Weird. All right. Yeah. So I've seen that happen before. So predators of the Columbian ground squirrel include the grizzly bear, the wolf, the mountain lion, the weasel, the family. The grizzly bear. That's right. They're Sorry out in those meadows in in you know alpine areas like Glacier Park. You know. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, but I yeah. just feel like
1: they wouldn't be much of a meal for a grizzly. Well, bear. <laughs> and think
0: of how hard they'd be for a
1: grizzly to catch. That as well. Like they must be. How do they even get their paws in the little burrows? They dig catch them up. up. Them in there? Yeah, they dig up
0: the burrow. They just dig it up. Wow because they're powerful diggers. And they, they grab, I'll bet those squirrels are running for their life when they see that claw coming there. But, oh, yeah. but yeah, they do. And, and they're actually a, a fairly common food item for grizzly bears, especially like in Glacier Park or the Higher Meadows and stuff. So, uh, yeah, predators also include the wolf, the mountain lion, the weasel family, which I can see them getting into the burrow and going yeah, after Yeah, they
1: them. might be able to fit.
0: Yep, yep. And then rafters, when they're out like that, standing at attention. You know those raptors can see them. and grab them. That's right, and so that that's that's got to be a significant source of their predation. So in 1891, then a, a scientist named Marion Merriam published an account of the mammals of Idaho, and based on his expedition, and he concluded that the Columbian ground squirrel is the same animal as the burrowing squirrel reported by Lewis and Clark, because at that time the animal had been thought to be the prairie dog. In other words, the the mm-hmm. description. They thought Lewis had it mixed up with a prairie dog and it was just another <laughs> prairie dog. Well, they should have had more confidence because Lewis was an incredible, incredible natural. And this,
1: this Merriam was, a, was a, uh, a zoologist then?
0: Yeah, he was a scientist that described a lot of animals. You know, Lewis didn't get credit for the original description of the uh, Columbia ground squirrel along with a lot of the other animals. Why do you think that was?
1: Because he wasn't trained.
0: Well, no. Uh,
1: well, yeah. Or like not professionally, so they assumed he didn't know everything. Mm-hmm. They wanted to go out there and see it themselves and— Sure enough, he was right on most cases, apparently. Oh,
0: yeah. And I think there was some of that attitude, but the main reason he didn't get credit, because he would have contract when he got back from the expedition, he only lived another four, four years or so because he killed himself. Because they gave him that governorship of Louisiana Territory, or I can't remember exactly, but anyway, he was a poor administrator. he got himself into all kinds of debt. And he was, he was prone to depression anyway. And so he never wrote the journals up. And then Clark wasn't a writer, so he didn't do it. So it was finally, it was 1814 before they got, you know, like, 8 that's eight years later, before they got anybody to write it up.
1: I thought they were both governors before the expedition. No,
0: they were military uh, people. And then Lewis was actually the, the um, private secretary of Thomas Jefferson. Hmm. And Jefferson was training him specifically for this, this expedition. So anyway, that wasn't the prairie dog that Lewis was describing. It was the Columbian ground squirrel. So similarly, the state of Montana considers climbing ground squirrels an important part of the ecosystem, and noting that the animals are abundant with a widespread distribution and are not vulnerable through most of the range. Now, there's tons of them, in other words. <laughs> <quarters. laughs> so in Glacier National Park, people often feed these Colombian ground squirrels because they're easy to approach. Now, that's against
1: the rules. Are, they're easy to to approach. You'd yeah. think they wouldn't be with their their uh, skittish nature, huh?
0: Yeah, but they are. I mean, they, they you know why? Why are they? People are. What are the people doing there?
1: They're feeding them, right? I mean, I guess they're getting used to being fed, so that's why they're getting easier and easier until they... Okay getting themselves into trouble and mm-hmm. all of that that's exactly
0: right people feeding them and them getting you know it's like somebody's eating their lunch at the picnic table at lake mcdonald lodge and there's they're all over that i was just up there three days ago they're out <laughs> they're out now they're all over the place and so they drop a few crumbs off the on the picnic table and the squirrel gets it and they just start getting used to getting food from humans in fact they feed them a lot at lake mcdonald lodge And i think the the uh, the uh, Park Service are just have just given up on trying to enforce them because everybody you see is giving them little oh, yeah. pieces of food. And, and and so if you go out in the lawn by the foot of Lake McDonald or near McDonald Lodge, you'll see people giving handouts to these squirrels. I guarantee you, you will if it's during the season more. you know mm-hmm. There's not many people there yesterday, but uh, the other day.
1: Don't feed wild animals, folks. It, <laughs> it encourages bad behavior for <laughs>
0: That's right. And these guys get really like, habituated in common with humans, and then they're out outside their burrow too much. So they're also considered a pest in the valley because they can interfere with livestock and, mm-hmm. and other agricultural things. So all in all, the Colombian ground squirrels are fascinating creatures, and the pioneering naturalist Meriwether Lewis deserves all credit for first describing them on May eighteenth, eighteen 1806. His description is still the best and most entertaining, even 216 years later. That's all the time we have for this episode of The Nature Journal. Thanks for joining us and tune in again. I'm John Fraley and I'll see you next week.